Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I am joined today by the CEO of Alt Agency, one of the top coaching and training companies for agencies that help them package and productize their services and expertise. He's worked with Jay Bayer, John Lee Dumas, uh, Dan Martell, Betty Rocker, all kinds of incredible clients, and also runs one of the best YouTube channels on this topic that I've ever seen. A person I've known for a very long time. This interview is long overdue. Welcome to the show, Mr. Greg Hickman. Thanks for being here, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, this uh, is something that it was crazy. Like we just started chatting on Facebook and I was like, how have I not had you on the show yet? Because you were doing this back when I was first getting into the industry and I actually bought systemly like years, mm. years, years back. This must have been five, six years ago when you yeah. had kind of first started getting into this productization space. So really excited to dive deep with you today. But before we do any of that, I want to give you a chance to, in your own words, talk about what you do and who you serve. Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, you know, we're at Alt Agency, we're a training and and coaching business for specifically online, online agencies, niche service providers um, that I kind of call it like the accidental agency owner, you know, like you had this skill, you were a technician, you were, you know, good at your craft. And next thing you know, you kind of have this thing that's forming into a business that maybe you have some, you know, some team, et cetera. Um, and for for whatever reason, you decide that this is not like traditional, quote unquote, traditional agency model isn't for you. And you would rather get paid for your expertise and not just your labor and your time. And really we're helping agencies kind of figure out that I think it's the modern day agency model for I'd say most small to medium sized businesses that are kind of in this agency game. It's the best model for like freedom, money, impact, all all those things. Um, And that's what we're doing. We're just helping them kind of transition and or build out the systems and operations to scale that uh, for their own expertise. Well, I'm really interested to dig in because I think you've developed uh, a pretty cool methodology. And what's interesting is it's it's meta because like the way that you deliver this is also very adjacent to how you teach clients to do it, um, which I think is like yeah. is awesome. We have the same kind of dynamic in our business as well. Before we get into that, the first thing I want to talk about is how do we define you know, the productization or systemization yeah. of a service. Cause I think this is a hot topic. It gets talked about in a lot of different ways, but I want to make sure that we're clear on what angle we're coming at this from for everyone that's listening. Yeah. So great starting point to me, productized is really a, a fixed solution solving a fixed problem. Actually, let me, let me change the word fix. Cause people are going to, I already know people are going to, a predefined solution solving a predefined problem using predefined deliverables delivered in a predefined time frame for a predefined price point. Hmm. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And there's, I think that 
from what I've seen, encompasses every single quote-unquote productized service that exists, which, in my opinion, as we'll probably cover, incorporates things like coaching, consulting, and training, uh, and you know, the group one-to-many model. Like I think productized doesn't mean one-on-one. It doesn't automatically mean done for you. Um, that's just a way in which you would deliver it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's the predefined of those things, uh, going into it from, from the onset. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's interesting about this is I think that if you're listening to this, um, and you've already kind of wrote off the idea of productized services, hopefully we'll, you know, be able to shed some light on even some aspects of this that you can take away. But one that I think everybody can take away right off the hop is like being clear about the problem that you solve and working backwards from that. That's just good practice for any service, whether you go, you know, to the extent of trying to standardize the rest of those elements or not, um, which I think is a really key insight. And I see that mistake made a lot when people try to productize, mm -hmm. but like they don't know what they're anchoring yeah. that to. And then they're like, well, this doesn't work. It's like, well, no, you're not solving a problem. That's why it doesn't work. What are some of the other mistakes that you see people make when they start, um, you know, falling into the allure of productizing their services, but they, they end up going down the wrong path? Yeah. So this is something that's, it's actually something that I've been recently trying to flesh out even more because I think um, with how much information is available, I think it's very possible for someone with little to little, I'll just say little experience, maybe no experience, start a productized service from the ground up. There's definitely sort of out of the box courses that teach you how to start a particular type of productized business. Um, but from my perspective and my experience and our clients, they found themselves in a situation where they were in the trenches, probably a little bit more of a generalist. Um, and through subtraction and addition, honed in on something that they were good at that provided the true value to their client and that they enjoy delivering and that the client valued and they kind of ended up with this thing that solved a specific problem, thus productizing, right? Um, and so I, I typically find the people that nail it and grow and, and can scale it started off doing the work. Often the thing that they end up with was woven somewhere in this larger product suite or offering, or maybe they were just doing custom work and hmm. somehow, some way they figured out that, you know, 80, 20, most of our revenue and most of our clients that we love working with are coming from us doing this, this combination of things or few things. How do I just do more of that and kill the stuff that I don't like? And so I think hmm. the, I say that because I think one mistake is, if you're just jumping into it because it seems like a business opportunity, I, I don't know many people that have done it that way and had like long-term sustainable success. Uh, yeah. So hence the, the, hence the comment that I made accidental agency owner. It's like you're, you're doing all of the things and you're like, okay, all of the things isn't getting me to where I want to. And you, you, you just naturally start chipping away to find, you know, the productized service. I use the example of the statue of David 
uh, a bunch recently because like I don't know I don't I don't know what it's not a fable but there's a a name for the type of story where like it's believed to be true but there's no evidence that this conversation actually happened but at like a cocktail gathering uh someone asked Michelangelo like it's amazing how you made David out of one piece of rock like how'd you do it and his response was well I just carved away everything that wasn't David and it's like it's like we have our you likely if you're a generalist you've done full service work you have enough reps you know uh yeah. you know underneath you you probably have your productized service offering there it's just clouded and covered by the mm. you know scope creep that happened because you didn't know where the next client was coming from or the scope seep which most people overlook is you you suggesting more work to the client out of fear of losing them, but not getting paid for said additional work. And like, you just start, you know, adding stuff on because more is better, but not really. And then you don't, you can't see that thing anymore. And so it's kind of just like, you know, chipping away to find what your productized service is. So yeah, like biz op, bad. Um, the other mistake I think is when we get clients that like, they come in as a generalist and they try to like productize everything and so like, oh, we have all like we have these 10 different things we do. Let's just productize each of them. And while that's probably a step in the right direction in some way, shape or form, like the fewer, the better. You know, uh, you've heard the, the, the five ones before, I believe, from Clay Collins. I know Dan talks yeah. about it a little bit, but like, you know. If you're under a million and you want to get to a million the fastest, if that is your goal, I just think any goal really, it's you know one avatar, one solution is like the is the go to, and we don't need yeah. that many things. So I think the the other thing is trying to productize everything, um, and then and or so you have like five different productized services, or taking everything and cramming it into one and saying it's productized, which also is not not really helpful. Yeah. Okay, there's so many threads that I want to pull on here. Um, Do it. <laughs> and so the first thing I want to talk about is just like, you know, we have, I think, what I would describe as a productized service. And what's crazy is that when people look at what we do, they're like, wow, that's such like a narrow, specific niche. And we feel like we're still only scratching the surface of like the yeah. depth that our solution can go to. Like every week we're having these massive questions, massive conversations about how we do things. And it just mm -hmm. boggles my mind. Like I can't imagine trying to scale a company that has even more complexity, even more service offerings, even more indigestion than what we have now. And this is the reality for a lot of other people. The other thing that's interesting about this is like you mentioned something that we dealt with early on and it's a lot more obvious when you're building software, but like to your point, trying to create too big of a solution or trying to create too many solutions or trying to productize before you understand the problem really well, all create risk for product market fit because we're creating a product. And the right. minute that you create a product, the benefit of that is it gets more efficient, but the downside of that is it becomes harder to change. Um, of course, it's easy to get on a sales call, tell somebody it, whatever they want to hear, and then afterwards be like, okay, I'll, let's figure out how to do this. And that's how most people get started. And that's totally fine. That's how you figure out the problems. But yeah, not having that clarity and not having enough experience to know, okay, there's a there's clearly a pattern here that is emerging in that 80% of our clients ask us for this, basically the same stuff. And that's when it makes sense to start working towards this. But there are misconceptions. There are three that I want to talk to you about today. Mm -hmm. I want to start with the first one, which is the fear of productizing because we're going to miss out 
on all of the adjacent revenue that we've kind of gotten used yeah. to getting, or we have this belief that like most people that have this fear, I find that the majority of their um, work comes from referrals. And they think that those referrals are somehow going to go away um, when they decide to get more specific. And the reality right. from my perspective is like, well, no, actually, you just now have a way to actually attract people that don't know you because you have a clear message about what you do and how you exactly. solve for that. So yeah. you get both, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But there's that misconception that I want to start with, which is like the fear of productization because of the fear of loss. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you hear this all the time. What's your take on it? How do you kind of get through that initial hump? Yeah, I think, I mean, you, you kind of nailed it. I think the, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the problems that people have, or actually the symptoms that people have when it comes to what you alluded to is like, you know, well, how am I going to get referred? I only do this thing. But like, if you look back when you, as a generalist, or even when I was a generalist, like I got referred to a lot of people, but it was, Hey, you know, you worked with John Lee Dumas. Can you do what you did for him? Or, hey, like, I heard you did this for him, but I'm looking for this other thing. And so each client, it's like, it's still, you're still, you're having conversations maybe, and they're coming to you, which might, which might feel uh, like beneficial. But if not all of them are qualified to work with you or you're bending over backwards to be able to take them as a client, I think you still have the same problem. Right. Because the, you know, you said indigestion earlier, it's like the thing that prevents most of us from scaling is, is the operational drag. And so like if every single client is custom to remove yourself and systematize, standardize and hire for a variety of different solutions, it's really difficult. You got to go pay the top dollar person that knows that one unique thing that you might not know in order to do fulfillment. But now you're like a middleman and you're a project manager and there's little margins. And so there's, there's all of that. So like I argue that most of your referrals, the way you're getting them right now, if you're a generalist probably aren't all that qualified when it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. And you're just taking what you can get because that's the only way you've ever known how to get clients. Um, and so the, the, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a myth. And when you, like you said, on the flip side, if you know you solve a specific problem, it it's way easier to market yourself because, like you made the comment, like when you your your offer is so narrow that people will be like, how is that even a thing? But like, you go out there and you talk about it a lot, and so you go into the marketplace speaking to specific symptoms and problems that your ideal person has. Mm. Hence I'm so you're solving and speaking to a predefined problem that a, a predefined person has. Like, you know, that there's the person that has the problems that you solve looks a certain way, struggles with certain things. And you only talk about those things. So of course the people that come to you, want your thing because you're going out speaking, to, you're joining a conversation that already existed and productization is like, will allow you to do that. When you're, when you do anything that anyone wants, you don't know what conversations to join in on um, and, or even what conversations are, are being had in the first place to show up there uh, with value. Um, and mm -hmm. so the more narrow you get, the more you're going to be able to go out into the market and create demand. Because right now you just respond to it, right? Yeah. And like, that's why people can't scale, you know, customized services or full service or all this stuff. It's like, you just respond to demand. 
all the time. And in order to scale, you need to be able to create it. And not that productized services, I don't think it's a, it's a conversation of is productized service say better than full service or whatever. There's clearly generalists out there, McKinsey, you know, Ogilvy that are generalists, but like, if you're a two person shop trying to compete as a general, it's like you're competing against those people, right? The bigger guys that can do everything. And it's, it's, it's just simpler when you narrow down onto one person with one offer, uh, especially if you want to stay, stay lean and mean. So, uh, I, I don't think you're missing out on anything. I actually think it opens the door of opportunity to make a significant, business that could probably eventually run without you uh, if you stay the course. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to paraquito.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Yeah, yeah, there's of course, and we've talked at nauseum about all of the operational advantages of understanding what the scope of a project is before you sell it. Um, right. Cause everything in your operations depends on those assumptions about client work, about yeah. when and how and how much time and who's required and all that stuff. The other thing I want to touch on here that you mentioned that I think is astute. And this is a little bit of how the sausage is made for everyone that's listening mm -hmm. is, you know, I think one of the fears that I hear a lot as well is, well, what if the client doesn't want the problem solved in the way that we solve it? What if, client wants it done in a slightly different way. And what I've kind of experienced is that I think a lot of clients uh, that I talk to, they're asking for a faster horse and they don't really realize it. You know, it's kind of that, that mm -hmm. Henry Ford, if I asked people what they wanted, yeah, they would have yeah, told yeah. me they want a faster horse, right? But he built a car. Right. And I think that if you do your marketing right, you could teach people about the better way to think about solving the problem. And it educates them on why your solution is actually the right fit. And even in the sales conversation, it's just about developing a way to have that conversation and really get to the core of like, what's the problem that you want to solve? And then being able to bridge the gap to, well, we've done this a lot. And you mentioned that you were interested in getting results like these other people that we worked with. Why don't I walk you through how we got there and help them shift their way of thinking? Um, because like the conversation I have all the time is it's my tools. I don't have the right tools. I don't have the right tools. That's mm -hmm. almost never been the reason that yeah, someone yeah. is not able to measure yeah. their stuff, right? It's, there's so many other problems, but I have to meet them there and then start having the conversation. But I think so many people will kind of get back to doing custom work because they're not sure how to navigate through that initial um, lift of helping walk a potential client through a way of thinking um, without kind of taking their initial ideas about how to solve this problem at face value. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because um, I also think like that, fear comes from the belief and or current understanding that it's more belief that productization is like black and white. Like yeah. to me, it's a, to me, it's a spectrum. It's like, well, how productized are you? Mm. Uh, and you know, if you think back to like 
at least from my awareness, the first real introduction of the concept of productization was the book Built to Sell, mm. um, uh, John Werlow. And if you think about that story, which is based on a true story, it was a creative firm that did all of the creative things, and they productized down into logos. That doesn't mean everyone's getting the same logo. Yep. They, they productize the process in which they create logos. Hmm. And so whether they do a logo for a big brand or a small company, the process in which they do the work is, the, uh, is how they get lean, how they get efficient. It's the saying no to anything that is not logo work. Um, that's, a, that's one spectrum. So like for the creative who's like, but a website should be custom. Yeah. But like, does every page need to have a unique layout? Probably not. I live in a quote unquote custom house that, uh, is in a development that was built by a builder. And if anyone has been in this process, you know that they're like, Oh, you get custom built homes. But like, how custom is it? You open their pamphlet, and yes, you get to choose from different countertops. But it's not like you can go on Amazon and say, hey, builder, I want this one over here. It's no. You get to choose from the predefined set of countertops. The same you know, handle. The, you know, there, there's options. It's custom because you have a say in the outcome. And yeah. so it's just how productized are you? And so if you think about um, Jack Butcher from Visualize Value did this really great uh, uh, kind of analogy that I'm, I'm going to probably F up. But like he drew three boxes and the first one was service. And he goes, service is work without process. Hmm. Productize, productized service is work with a process. And then a product is uh is like selling the process so to speak right or or yeah. uh it was work with yeah it's like process without work that's how we how we described it mm. and so like if you're a productized service at, at a minimum i would just think about it as it is delivering your work with a process that is repeatable so you always follow the same three five you know nine steps to achieve the client's outcome that doesn't mean there can't be room for customization but as you get more and more productized moving towards the product side of the spectrum which i think is very much possible now that we have things like training and coaching and consulting like you can create more elements of your deliverable that are true product with ingredients of delivery that allow for customization. And so again, I just think it's a spectrum. Um, and if, and if you're only getting hung up on custom output, I, I don't think yeah. you're thinking ab about it, uh, correctly. So with all this said, I want to come back to, you know, if someone's listening and okay, they're sold, we've basically just been selling them, uh, productized services and why they should do them for 30 minutes, yeah, which yeah. I think is legit, but, yeah. um, actionable kind of framework for, what needs to be true for your productized service to have the best chance of success? How would you describe that high-level framework to our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think first, like looking at the services you currently offer, and you know, identifying, um, you know, are there any trends? Like, do, do the do your happiest clients, do the clients that get the most results, 
that rave about you and that you enjoy working with, are there any similarities there? If you've been in the game long enough, there'll probably be some sort of inclination of like, oh, wow, like most of them are asking for this, this thing or want this outcome. That's where I would start to narrow down. Um, and I'd still narrow down as a done for you service. Like I'd still want to work with clients closely, even as I'm narrowing, um, while elevating the price, um, because productized doesn't mean it needs to be cheaper. So it's like, how do we focus in on the the who we serve and the what we're selling? Like, what's the outcome we're selling? And it's not uh, necessarily what deliverable or what skill am I using. It's what's the outcome? What's the transformation? What's the result? Because um, mm. your productized service might incorporate a couple different skill sets from inside your agency. Maybe you got to do a little bit of paid with a little bit of organic with, you know, if you're like a lead gen company or something like that, it's not just, we only do Facebook ads. Like, well, paid yeah. media is paid media. Maybe you could do a combination of things. Um, so focusing on the who, the what, um, if you have existing clients, start with looking at what they spend the most money on with you and what they recommend you for that hopefully will give you, um, you know, uh, an idea. Now, if you're still early on listening to this and you're like, I've had 10 clients and each of them have needed something different. Um, I'd start like an interview process. Like, you know, how did this work help? Like, what was the pain before? What is it like now? You know, what's the biggest issue you're struggling with now? Um, and ideally interview people that you would enjoy uh, wanting to serve. I think a key piece of this, and I, I'm kind of jumping around, but like you have to, fall in love with the problem that the person is is having and the person not your solution yeah uh, i think a lot of us gets like i want to be a you know a facebook advertiser well like i mean if that was what you've been hanging your hat on like you've probably at this stage are learning youtube ads and linkedin and tiktok because people are starting to go other places <laughs> so it's like you got to really fall in love with the person that would be the recipient of, of said service because the problem is going to evolve over time and that's going to require your solution to evolve as well. Uh, so fall in love with that person. Um, and then again, do the work, get enough reps in solving that one specific problem, because if you solve that problem long enough, that's where you find the efficiencies, the loopholes to go and to the next person and say, Hey, you know, we've done this a dozen times and we know the five things that you need to do to now, you know, achieve this result. Do you want that result? Um, is the next piece. And so from there, like you, at this stage of the game, you should be, you know, you should have your one, one offer, your one avatar and fo be focused on marketing this on one channel. Like don't mm -hmm. go crazy trying to be all the places, like just be one place. Um, and from there, I think you could, you should be able to get to at least 50 to 75 K a month, if not more, uh, before you're getting to the point where you're going to say, okay, I don't have capacity to keep doing done for you unless I hire more people. And this is where the Tesla model comes in, which is what kind of where I see the huge, the big opportunity is, well, at this point you've gained the expertise. So you know how to do something also, you don't just do it for people. So you do it, but you also know how to do it. And so as you keep raising your price up because specialists can charge more um, and you get the person that's like, hey, I can't afford that 20K 
offer, well, you say, hey, well, what if I charge you 10 one time and I give you all the systems that we use and I just show you how to do it? And now you can serve a market that you couldn't have served before because you didn't have capacity, but now you're consulting and now you have two revenue streams, which I think is a key piece of at least our puzzle is like, I think every agency should have three streams of income is product, you know, their core offer, which ideally is like a program or done with you. And then their high level Mm -hmm. done for you or one-on-one service. And then you're really, you know, you're, you're positioned for whatever the market throws at you. Because when people don't want labor, they want knowledge and vice versa. (laughs) So you kind of have the full suite. So who, what, reps, done with you, iterate, 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 iterate. (laughs) I think the big takeaway from all of this for me is like productization is a process, not an event. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make, right? Is they're like, oh, we're just going to like productize this and then it'll be done. And what I'm hearing from you is like, no, take an iterative approach. And just focus on your problem and then create a feedback loop. And the more reps you get in, the easier it will be to scale and scale and scale. Eventually do a done with you. Eventually do a done, like do it yourself. But like all of that stems come back from being really, really care about a problem and just focusing on solving it over and over and over again. And I couldn't agree that like everything you've just described is our exact thesis at Parakeeto for how we're going to scale, how our service offering is going to evolve. We're going to package our process and our technology to eventually, like, you know, reach um, more of the market. Um, so I'm, I'm completely aligned. I know we're getting to time here, Greg, for those yeah, that yeah. want to hear more of you, get more of you mm-hmm. in their life and follow what you're doing. Where okay. should we send them on the Internet? Uh, I would say go check out my YouTube channel. There's like hundreds and hundreds of videos there. We release a new one every single week. Um, on the same topics uh, in and around productizing and growing and scaling your agency. Uh, the quick URL would be gregsvideos.com, or you could just go to YouTube and search Greg Hickman. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll make sure that that is in the show notes as well as Greg's uh, website and LinkedIn. Uh, Greg, can't thank you enough for making the time to come on and yeah, chat today. I had a lot of fun. Likewise, man. Uh, absolute pleasure. Long time overdue. And uh, it's super pumped to see your success, too. I mean, obviously, everyone that is listening to the show clearly has been following your story. And it's like the how I've productized and how you're productizing. We've followed that similar iterative process. And, you know, you are kind of on more of that, you know, the tech enabled, you know, piece than say I am. And that's what's beautiful about it is I think it really lets you customize to what you want to lean into and also flexible enough to adapt to what your, your ideal prospect wants. Uh, and that's, again, we call it the right now core offer because it's going to evolve, you know, whatever it is day one, it's not what it's going to look like six or 12 months from now. It'll be better, but it's not, it's going to be difficult to predict exactly what it's going to look like because it's just going to keep evolving. It's a living, breathing, uh, thing. So, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate that. Um, it's been cool. Yeah, both of us kind of in parallel. You were certainly several steps ahead of me when we got started. I'm still playing a little bit of catch up here, I think. But oh, great to sick. catch up, Greg, and really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, likewise, man. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. 
If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.